Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Hope you are having a great Wednesday, a great midweek because we are already one day away from Thursday night in the NFL and I'm excited about it even though it might not look like the most attractive football game to talk about. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch You know, the, the Cardinals and the Jaguars go at it in a short week. But tonight, we'll talk all about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about the Cowboys injury report. There are some, you know, they say, excuse me, I said Cardinals. Jaguars versus Bengals on week four on Thursday night. I am, I am just surprised that we are already on Wednesday this week. So, we'll talk tonight about the Cowboys injury report, which was basically sort of a no news, good news kind of situation, but turned all the way around. So, a little bit of a no news, bad news situation for the Cowboys. But we'll talk about the Carolina Panthers, because this is a very interesting team through three weeks in which we have not quite figured out whether or not they are a big-time rival for the Cowboys or if they are just 3-0 because of a... Of a relatively soft schedule we'll get into that we'll get into the key matchups for tonight's for sunday's game excuse me because it's a noon game so a little bit of a different experience from what we have already gotten in the 2021 season so welcome everyone who is joining you uh, joining the show thank you for being here please make sure you like the video and of course and most importantly share it with your friends if you're watching on facebook youtube or twitter Let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Now, what is up, Jeb, over on Facebook? I see you. Jeb is asking, do you, do you some of the IR guys who are supposed to return this weekend? Uh, oh, Jeb is asking about the players on injury reserve if any one of them is going to return. So according to Mike McCarthy, he said it early in the week, no Kelvin Joseph is not returning. Neville Gallimore is not returning. So we will have to wait a little bit on that front. And we'll talk more about the Cowboys, the other Cowboys that are on the injury reports, whether or not they will be ready. Because not a lot of information on today's injury report because the Cowboys had a walkthrough. But we will get to that later. Uh, Trucker's Life over on YouTube. Thank you for being here. Guadalupe is already talking about Doomsday Defense. We are already using the nickname For doomsday defense and honestly since Dallas Cowboys lead the NFL in takeaways after three weeks I will allow it I will allow it to use the, the doomsday nickname for this Cowboys defense even though I'm not sure if they entirely will end up deserving it after the season is over for now we will allow it here on ADC Sports Dallas primetime well now that more of us are, are here Please make sure you like the video, make sure you share it, but let's kick the show off officially. So, welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire Cowboys season, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. For a lot of Cowboys articles and Mavericks articles, make sure you check this one out by Shane Carter. Last year, weaknesses are now strengths for Dallas Cowboys. An interesting read from Shane, and you can read more about the Cowboys over there on adcsports.com slash Dallas. Make sure you check that out, definitely, as the Cowboys prepare to face the Carolina Panthers. So, Payo McCartney also in the chat saying, hey, how is it going, Tokayo? 
Thank you for being here, Payo. I appreciate you. Uh, hope you're having a great Wednesday. Stevie Mac is already joining the show, reminding you to hit that like button and share the live stream. Jeff over on Facebook. I'm excited to see what Gallimore does when he returns. Do you see Tristan Hill returning to the roster? I would assume that at some point he will make it back to the Cowboys roster. I had a lot of fun reading some tweets earlier in the week in which some people were just asking themselves, hey, does Hill still exist? I think that was, uh, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure who tweeted that out, but I was laughing out loud at that tweet because it's true. We have forgotten about Hill, but he did start the season on pop. So we know that he's not eligible to return for the first six weeks of the season. When he does, he, he might get a role with the Cowboys defense because Oso Dizua has been a hell of a surprise. We knew Oso was going to be a, an important player for the Cowboys at some point. I think that the surprise has come, at least to me, in the fact that he's been able to do so right away. Basically, week two on, from week two on. Week one was a tough challenge for Oso versus the Bucks, in my opinion. But versus the Chargers, versus the Eagles, he's been able to put on a very strong performances. But he, but he'll somehow, some way, would get involved in his rotation, in my opinion. Seek asking the question of tonight: Do you believe we have a chance against these Panthers? Definitely, and we'll talk about the, the Panthers uh, on tonight's show a lot. So. Stay tuned for that. We will take an early look at this team, which is not so early. So usually what happens is that we are going to have an early look at next week's opponent on Tuesdays. So since the Cowboys playing on Monday, though, Tuesday was more of a recap kind of day for us on ADC Sports Dallas primetime. So even though the overlay here in the, in the video says early look at the Panthers, It's honestly not that early since it's already Wednesday and we're already in the mood for week four NFL content. But yeah, I think that the Cowboys will definitely have a chance. The Cowboys are, by the way, favorites to win this game by four and a half points. That's what the odds makers are saying about the Cowboys. But this Panthers team, it's 3-0. It's not going to be an easy matchup, even though Christian McCaffrey is injured, even though J.C. Hearn is also injured. And we'll get into the details of this all. In, well, actually, right now, let's start the show off with Cowboys catch-up. As always, the Cowboys news of tonight. And, well, as you all know, we always do this segment on Cowboys news But honestly, there are not a lot of Cowboys news, so we'll mix a little bit of Panthers news in as well because they are very important for Sunday's game. But let's start with the Cowboys, as always, as some players did not practice today. Now, a very important note, on Wednesday, the Dallas Cowboys held only a walkthrough. So it was not padded practice. We did not see a lot of contact from the Cowboys. So maybe this is more of a projection as usual and that's what the actual report the official injury report said about the cowboys practice it was only a walkthrough so basically the projection that was that if they had held a usual practice carlos watkins would not have participated and the same goes for defensive end durance armstrong and the same goes for safety donovan wilson and offensive tackle tying second But the guys that we care the most about are Watkins, Armstrong, and Wilson, in my opinion. Since the Cowboys were able to overcome these injuries versus Philadelphia, 
but it will not be easy to go on and, and honestly you will miss these guys as long as the Marcus Lawrence is not around and after all you're down one one pass rusher in your rotation which is Durant Armstrong I mean, beyond the, the Marcus Lawrence injury, which is more than obvious. And Carlos Watkins, we saw a lot of rotation at defensive tackle. We talked about Chauncey Golson getting some reps inside. We talked about Brent Irvin as well. But also, Diyasuwa has had to step up as the Cowboys' number one defensive tackle, basically, without Watkins around. And he's been able to do it. He's been able to pull it off, actually. But it's still not an ideal situation to go versus the Panthers without a healthy rotation in a defensive front. I really hope Armstrong will be ready for Sunday, says Sick in Facebook. And I agree, the Cowboys would benefit a lot from his comeback in this game. because, And we'll talk about the matchups, but, but the Cowboys would definitely benefit from that. Just having a fresh set of legs. Like, the Cowboys got in a lot of QB pressures versus the Eagles with Randy Gregory, with Michael Parsons. But still, getting that rotation, the Cowboys were not able to get a lot of rota- uh, big-time rotations there without Armstrong. Collins says Payo McCartney still can't practice and can't play either, but apparently he's allowed to attend meetings and use the weight room, says uh, Payo McCartney. So the Collins situation has been very weird, as is the case always with suspensions. Tribe says over here in YouTube, Mauricio is right, I'm worried about the depth on defensive line. It's always concerning, and listen... The Panthers do not have a great offensive line. They definitely don't. Not a top one in the NFL. But they have some solid players inside, and that might prove to be a challenge for a Panthers team that is getting rid of the ball fairly quick, quickly with, with Christian McCaffrey. And even without McCaffrey active, they might still be able to, you know, run a lot of checkdowns maybe with even, uh, you know, Chava Harvard, and we'll talk about Chava Harvard more as the as the show goes on. So those are basically your biggest Cowboys news of the day. Not a lot of them, as you can see. But there are some important news on the other side of the football game, which come from the Carolina Panthers. By now, you probably know that the Panthers are without Christian McCaffrey. And they are without J.C. Hearn, who they drafted in the first round and one, uh, and was one of the main Cowboys targets in the NFL draft. Probably, if he was on the clock when the Cowboys were making their selection, he would have been the Cowboys pick, very likely, assuming uh, and judging by the comments from the front office after the draft. Because even though they called Michael Parsons the best defensive player in the draft, they made some other comments that suggested that the Cowboys would have taken J.C. Hearn, if he was available. Now, this has been talked about a lot throughout the entire NFL landscape. The Panthers' injuries have been discussed a lot because Christian McCaffrey was getting about 29 and a half touches per game after the first two weeks of the season. And that's likely the reason or part of the reason why he got injured on Thursday night in a short week. And we were actually here in the show basically right after that happened. So that was a very unfortunate blow for the Panthers. And now, on the defensive side of things, Jason Hearn, just, and I agree with Matt Rule, the head coach of the Panthers, when he he has described this injury as a freakish kind of injury because he was on a non-contact play, and Jason Hearn broke three bones of his right foot. So overall, just a bad experience 
for for the Cowboys for for the Panthers on that Thursday night football. But will they be able to overcome those those injuries? And this is where the news come come in because this Panthers team was very aggressive and they clearly trust the team that they have in 2021 in the second year of Matt Rule as a head coach, the second year of the offensive coordinator and the second year of the defensive coordinator, basically of the entire coaching staff. They trust what they have this year. A lot of people have criticized the Panthers by saying that they are 3-0 only because of the teams that they have been able to face, including the Saints at a point in which most coaches, assistant coaches in the Saints were not available to attend the game because they were in the COVID protocol. And then a lot of players were injured, including the Saints center. Marshawn Lattimore was injured and missed the game. Marcus Davenport as well. So a lot of people have tried to take away some credit for the Panthers. But I'm here to tell you that I think that the Panthers are kind of legit. They are not a, they are not maybe one of the best NFL teams in the NFL, but they are a challenge even without McCarthy and even without McCaffrey, excuse me, and even without J.C. Horn. So they went and got C.J. Henderson in a trade. They they went and got uh, C.J. Henderson. And my question for me to you, the first of the show, and I and I uh, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of comments in the chat. Let's answer some of them before we get into the question. What is up, APJ, Oscar as well over at Facebook, Dallas Junk as well, Joel Wilson. Felipe Sports USA says, hi, my mind, I'm from Brazil. Oh, so we got some Brazil audience here in ADC Sports Dallas primetime. Thank you, Felipe, for joining us. Do you think that Micah will be the rookie of the year? He's going to have some some competition. But right now, I think that the spotlight is on him. So he started the season as a favorite to win it all. I think he will end up winning it. If I had to make the prediction after three weeks of action, I would say that Michael Parsons is going to win Rookie of the Year. Don't forget that the media is the one who votes is is the one that votes for for these awards. So I think that it it really will help Michael Parsons to be playing in the Cowboys and to have that great storyline backing him up as a linebacker turned defensive end, that's a great story for a rookie in the NFL. So I think that Michael Parsons is still the favorite to end up with that award. There are a lot, there are a lot of players out there who are doing a great job. You know who's playing great? Cornerback Greg Newsom. I was reading a analysis on him not that long ago, earlier this week. Greg Newsom has been playing some good football, so maybe he's a surprise candidate to end up competing versus Micah Parsons. So before the internet goes crazy on us again, let's get into the let, let's get again into the actual into the actual game versus the Panthers. Because let me tell you what I think about the Packers. And first let me ask you the question that I was going to ask you originally. Would you have traded a third round pick if you were the Cowboys, would you have traded a third round pick for CJ Henderson? Is that something that you would have liked the Cowboys to do? Because that's sort more or less what the Panthers paid to get C.J. Henderson from Jacksonville, a first-round cornerback from only last year. And they paid a third-round pick plus tight end Arnold. And I don't know who would be the equivalent on the Cowboys of Arnold because I don't think that you can say Scholes or Jarwin is just that. The Panthers have Ian Thomas, 
who is their veteran starter and who is leading the team in snaps after after only after only three games of action. And then they have Tommy, who is Tommy Travels, who is basically just their up and coming tight end and who is the future of the position in Carolina. So I don't think that the Cowboys have any equivalent there. So instead of adding the tight end and adding the fifth round pick with CJ Henderson, that would be my my question. Would you have traded a third round pick for CJ Henderson? Dallas goes with yes. Bruno De Silva goes with no. And I gotta tell you, I kind of agree with the no. I think that there is just so much uncertainty still going around with CJ Henderson after he had some off the field issues, not really injury issues, but just some concerns over there with with the Jaguars, you don't really know why he's not still in Jacksonville and where the issues came up from. Stevie Mac says at first, yes, but CJ has had already a, a bit of the injury bug, which would concern me. And a third round pick, it's kind of high for a player like that. But still, I think the Panthers were very smart to go get CJ Henderson, even though actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer to yes. I would have liked the Cowboys to trade for, for C.J. Henderson this, this way because the Cowboys need a cornerback, and the Panthers know that they needed someone to fill in for none other than J.C. Hearn. But this goes beyond C.J. Hearn. Among the defensive backs that started week one for the Panthers, you can only count Jeremy Chin and Dante Jackson. Those are the only two defensive backs that started for the Panthers in week one that will start versus the Cowboys in week four. But there's something that a lot of people, especially from the Cowboys side of things, Panthers fans know about this, but a lot of people are forgetting about the fact that the Panthers are not only bringing in C.J. Henderson, but they're ready to activate A.J. Boye, who is a good cornerback. He's a solid veteran cornerback who will also make things interesting for the Panthers, in my opinion. The Panthers are, are quite real. They're basically the opposite of the Cowboys, if you think about it. The Cowboys have an elite offense with a good enough defense. And if you want to take a look at the numbers, the Cowboys rank sixth in offensive DVOA, which measures basically efficiency, and 15th in defensive DVOA. And then if you take a look at Carolina, and this has a lot to do with who they have played, but they rank first on defense in DVOA, and 12th on offensive DVOA. So you could say that this is basically kind of an opposite game between the Cowboys and the Panthers. Dallas Junk says, oh, I'm not sure I would have done this, but Dallas Junk says, I would have traded Kelvin Joseph for Henderson. I'm not sure if I would have done that, to be honest. I, I still want to see what Kelvin Joseph is all about. Like We know he's injured, of course, but I'm interested in, in watching Joseph play healthy first before... before that, that is an interesting take from Dallas. Michael Williams says, I just have to say, go Diggs. Go Trevon Diggs, who is now, right now tied for first among cornerbacks, according to Pro Football Focus's rates. Now, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but Jalen Hurts ended up with a higher grade than Dak Prescott after that Monday night. I'm not sure how, but that happened on Monday Night Football. Mm, over here we have some trade for Bradbury if the Giants have a fire sale soon, says Stevie Matt. We are already scouting other teams' talent out here. Uh, I would love to get Bradbury's Stevie Mac, says Dallas John. 
Yeah, Bradbury would be great on the Cowboys. Now, Felipe is saying, I, I hate, I don't, I hate, I don't get all of you, all of what you speak, unfortunately, because I'm still learning, but I appreciate your, because I improve my, I, I would think that he's learning with English. And Felipe, hey, keep going, man. I am from Mexico, in, in case you're here, you're new here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And I'm sure that if you practice enough, you will be able to understand everything in English and even talk in English as much as you want to. So, hey, I appreciate your comment. Thank you for being here in the show. And welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hope you enjoy our content. This is the nightly show. Sky has a morning show as well. And we have a game, the experience, pregame, halftime, and postgame. So make sure you stick around for that. Now, back to the Panthers. This defense leads the NFL in sacks after three weeks of action. This defense is number one in total DVOA. And this, this team, this Carolina Panthers team, and I think this is important, even though the quarterback is a different player, the Panthers might be better than what we thought originally. This team was involved, even though they had a poor record last year, they were involved in 13 one-score games. Basically, they have a deeper roster than expected. Now, a lot of people will say that, you know, Christian McCaffrey's out, so let's not worry about them. Shaba Harvard is coming in for the Panthers, and I think that he did a good job last Thursday night. Of course, it was versus the Houston Texans. But anyways, Mauricio says Dallas Junk. Do you run the ADC Dallas Instagram page or does Skywalker? None of us. Not, we, don't, we don't run the, the Instagram page. Not worried about the Panthers says below, we have a great team on ADC Sports, by the way. We have a great team. Uh, when will Gallup be back, says Michael Williams. So the original report said that he was going to miss between three and five games. So if we want to be optimistic about his chances to come back, you know, I think that maybe the Patriots game would be his first chance to come back because he, he needs to miss at least three games if we're going by the original report. So that would mean that the Panthers... He's not, he's not making the Panthers game. He might make the Giants, but do you want, do you need Michael Gallup to play versus New York? I don't think that you do. Do you need him to play versus the Patriots, even though Mac Jones and company are not really clicking right now? They have a better defense than a lot of people think. So maybe you want him versus the Patriots. But week seven, week seven is the bye week for the Dallas Cowboys. So right now, I'm kind of prepared mentally for Michael Gallup not to return until after the bye week when the Cowboys end up playing the, the Minnesota Vikings, who are doing a great job offensively. And if they're, and, and I, have, I have said this before in the show, the teams that I'm scared about the most are the teams that have a great offense. Because the Cowboys can go and face great defenses, and I kind of trust Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore and company to get it done. But even though the Cowboys lead the NFL in takeaways, I'm concerned about showing up versus top tier offenses. And the Vikings are definitely not a consistent football team, but after three weeks of action, they have been able to put up, to put on some quite good offensive performances. I think that in the, in the three games that they have played so far, they have been able to put up more than 24 points in the scoreboard. And if I'm not mistaken, after three games, they rank number one in offensive EPA. I, I would need to double check that. But the Vikings are working offensively. 
So I think I'm prepared for Gallup to not come back until after the bye week. That is where I'm at. Maybe he comes back. Like if he's fully healthy and ready to go, I'm not, I don't doubt that the Cowboys are going to bring him back. But if they are just making that decision and they are hesitating to do so, maybe waiting until after the bye week would be a good idea. Hold him out until fully healthy, says Michael. And the Cowboys can't afford to do so because Cedric Wilson has stepped up and also Tony Pollard has stepped up. And we talked about this in the show a few days ago. The Cowboys have not only replaced Gallup with, especially in week two, they not only replaced Gallup with Wilson, but Tony Pollard ended up being very involved in the Cowboys receiving game, the passing game. We miss Gallup, says below the heavens. We definitely do, especially because Gallup, man, he just from time to time, got some crazy, insane catches. Even the one that was not a catch. Oh, how about Cedric Wilson, by the way, making his best Michael Gallup impression on Monday night. What is up, Calvin? Thank you for being here. Is it a good or bad idea to leave Parsons at defensive end? In my opinion, it's a good idea. I'm not entirely sure after what's going to happen after Demarcus Lawrence comes back. But in the meantime... I think he's your best source for a pass rush outside Randy Gregory. I don't think that any of the backups, and that includes Dorrance Armstrong and Terrell Basham, I don't think that any of these guys will provide the pass rush that Parsons is providing after two games at defensive end. So I will say that it is a good idea. I'm, I would much rather have a, ve a ve better pass rusher than a better off-ball linebacker. I would much rather have that. So as long as DeMarcus Lawrence is still out of the picture, I would say that it is a good idea to leave Micah lined up as, a, as your defensive end. Vikings defense can stop us, says below the heavens, and I agree with that. Do you expect the Panthers to pass more since they don't have C-Mac? Definitely. They, they, they will have to pass more. They will have to put it in the hands of Sam Darnold, who is not doing a bad job at all. They are, they are making Sam Darnold work. And even though, you know, before getting to the, to the Panthers, he was just a bad quarterback, he did play for the Jets. He did play for the terrible, battled Jets. So this might be the real version of, of Sam Darnold. But I think that they will definitely pass the ball more. But they will also, you know, attack the Cowboys with a run-heavy approach. I, I think that they will trust Shava Harvard to, you know, get some carries and try to beat the Cowboys that way. And speaking of that, let's talk about the primetime matchups that this team needs to win in order to beat the Carolina Panthers, who I think the Cowboys are rightfully favored over the, over the Panthers. And below the heavens actually previewed matchup number two. So instead of beginning with the one that I was going to begin, below it said Cam Irving is their starting tackle. He's over on the left side, and he says Parsons is going to abuse him. That is one of the main uh, of the main matchups that I wanted to point out. Key matchups, and you see Randy Gregory over here because it will not only be Parsons. We might even see more from Randy Gregory versus Cam Irving, but he is their starting left tackle, and he is the same guy that the Cowboys know at, at tackle because after three games, he ranks 58 among 71 eligible offensive tackles on PFF's grades when it comes to pass protection. So I think that the Cowboys hold an edge there. And just like last week, the Cowboys held an edge 
on when facing, for example, also the Suwa versus Landon Dickerson. This time around, the matchup that I would circle is Randy Gregory versus Cam Irving. Michael Parsons from time to time, of course, but I think that Gregory will line up over on the left side of the offensive line more often than not. So I'm, li- I'm pointing towards Gregory to have a strong game versus the Panthers. Now, Gregory did not show up in the stat sheet last Monday, but he had a very strong game. And not only when he was drawing penalty flags, but he was disrupting plays. He was getting other defensive linemen in position to make a play over Jalen Hurts. So shout out Randy Gregory. He had probably the best game of the season yet for him versus the Eagles. And that might be, he might even have a better game versus the, the Panthers next Sunday. That would be my number one matchup. Thought he was right tackled. My bad, says below. No, he, he's over on the left side. Number 75, Cam Irving. He's over in the left side of the Panthers' offensive line. So he will face. But, but hey, you're right, though. You're right. Parsons has played on that side as well. Parsons has gotten some snaps versus left tackles. And that includes Rashawn Slater. And that includes versus the Eagles since Andrew Dillard was playing last Monday night. I think we could possibly get a strip sack or a forced fumble on Darnold because the left side of their line is just not good. And if you're lining up Oza Yisuwa out wide with Gregory on the inside and giving out, showing up with these creative fronts versus the Eagles, versus the Panthers' offensive line, I agree with Dallas Junk. This might be one of the keys to the game from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, another matchup. Another matchup that I pointed out is, of course, DJ Moore. So the Panthers might not have Christian McCaffrey, but they do have DJ Moore. And man, is he off to a good start. They're asking, oh, sorry, STXE. I know that you have asked that a lot of, a, a lot of times. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that. When will Bradley and I be back? Well, Bradley and I should be ready to go, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, he, of course, he's in the COVID protocol. But I'm not sure if did he test positive. I'm trying to, to find if there has been some more news in that on that front in case I've missed something from today. But there was no change today. I, I, I know that. I know that he, he, there was no change. Hopefully he's able to come back. Hopefully Keanu Neal is also able. Oh, man. Are we back? So the screen showed me something, but I think we're back. All right, so I think we're back. Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. Another matchup, definitely, DJ Moore versus Trevon Diggs. Trevon Diggs has been trusted by this Cowboys coaching staff to follow Mike Evans, to follow Keenan Allen, and he was on Devonta Smith for most of the game versus the Eagles. So one would assume that he's going to be on DJ Moore because he actually has had 16 catches for first downs and that ranks second in the NFL behind only Travis Kelce. So DJ Moore, even though McCaffrey is not with the Panthers for week four, will not be there, DJ Moore will line up. And Robbie Anderson is a good wide receiver number two, so the Cowboys will have to be concerned a little bit about him as well. But the matchup that another matchup that could define the game is Trevon Diggs versus DJ Moore. If he's able to, you know, shut out Moore, versus the Panthers, then Darnold will have a very rough game, I think, versus his Cowboys defense. 
And finally, last but not least, the other matchup, and these are basically two matchups, are the Cowboys tackles versus Artie Burns, defensive end for the Panthers, and edge rusher Hassan Reddick. Now, these two guys have been able to put on a lot of pressures after three weeks. Basically, the Panthers knew what they had with Artie Burns. They added Reddick to give these, these Panthers defense another dimension. And versus the Eagles, big part of the Cowboys' success on offense was that maybe they had some bad moments on the inside offensive line. Maybe Tyler Vyadich got beat sometimes. The same for maybe Connor Williams with the penalty flags. But the tackles did their job. Tyron Smith played very well in pass protection. Terrence Steele got some very bad reps, but overall his performance was good. On the edges, they did not allow a lot of pressures, and that was big part of the reason, a big part of why the Cowboys had so much offensive success versus the Eagles. This time around, they might be facing two of the best duos, one uh, one of the best duos that they will face all season. Maybe Shaquille Barrett and, and Jason Pierre-Paul were a better couple of pass rushers in Week One. Joey Bosa was. A, a great defensive end, but maybe on the other side of the football field, you did not have a lot of concerns. But Reddick and Burns, and these two alternate as well. So they will play it on both sides, both sides of the offensive line, each of them. That will be an interesting matchup, definitely. We know Terrence Smith can hold his own, but Terrence Steele has given us some pretty good moments. But when he's failed, those moments have been kind of very bad. Shout out Terrence Steele in the running game, though. I watched the All-22 this morning, and one of my biggest takeaways is, man, Terrence Steele is good in the running game. He's a very good blocker in the running game. He's out there getting to the second level constantly. He's, he's fast. He's a fast offensive lineman, and that not only goes to the running game, but in the passing game. We talked about this last week. Terrence Steele is quick. when but he, His play speed is far and away one of the, his biggest strengths, in my opinion. So shout out Terrence Steele. He's, when he got beat versus the Eagles, it looked, it looked very bad. But overall, good, consistent game from your swing tackle. After all, he is the Cowboys swing tackle. He's not a starter. So I'm not sure we can ask for a lot more from Terrence Steele. But that matchup, Tyron Smith and Terrence Steele versus Zon Reddick and Artie Burns will be my third matchup of this game. So to recap, Trevon Diggs, Versus DJ Moore, Randy Gregory versus Tom Irving over at the left tackle side of things. And last but not least, the Cowboys tackles versus Archie Burns and versus Hassan Reddick. So, I think that this question is fair and I'm looking forward to to knowing your comments here. And we'll know more after this week is over. But which rival before the bye week? is a bigger challenge. And we are dismissing the Giants because they're they're just not in this conversation. But which rival is a bigger challenge before the bye week? The Panthers, without McCaffrey, without J.C. Horn, or the New England Patriots, who have struggled on offense with Mac Jones on their center. But you're still talking about Bill Belichick. You're still talking about a road game for the Cowboys. And you're talking about a good defense. I will say to the Panthers, that will be my answer. I I really trust this team, this Carolina team to be different. I don't think that 
they are 3-0 just because of the rivals that they have faced. I will say that the Panthers are legit. They have a good defense. I'm not picking them, spoiler alert, to win on Sunday. I'm picking the Cowboys to win on Sunday. And we'll have the full game prediction and the betting the Cowboys segment tomorrow night. But I think that the Panthers are kind of legit. They have done things the right way. 13-1 score games in 2020. They added seven players last year's draft. They added Hassan Reddick this year. J.C. Horn got injured, which is a huge blow for their defense. But they were aggressive. They took C.J. Henderson. A.J. Bowie is coming back. I just think this team is low-key legit. But I think that the Cowboys get them. Now, STXGE says Panthers. Joshua Davis says Panthers. Dallas Young is also going with Panthers. Uh, over here, we had Curtis earlier saying that go Dallas, go Dallas. Now, this is another matchup that I did not include because I don't think that the Cowboys win this, but ST makes a good point. Derrick Brown is going to Bali Tyler. So Tyler Vyadish has been, if, if there is one concern across the entire Cowboys offense, it is definitely Tyler Vyadish. He's not bad enough to really cost the Cowboys a lot. And I think that it is smart from the Cowboys to just stick with him and see if he gets it. Because he's smart. We know he is smart. We don't know if he's going to be, his athletic ability at some point will be enough to be a longtime starter in the NFL. But he's definitely a concern right now for the Cowboys. And if we're looking uh, at the 2022 NFL draft, look out for offensive center because that might be the top need for the Cowboys next year. Not a top need as in, you know, Probably the top name is going to be over on the defensive side of the ball. But the Cowboys' first-round pick could very well be an offensive center that next season. Because Tyler Vyadish, I don't think he's a long-term answer. I think that the Cowboys can stick with him throughout the entire season and overcome it. But I, but I agree with that concern that you guys posted in the chat. He, he's, not, he's not looked good. And, and that goes beyond the Cowboys' sack on the end zone. Which, by the way, I was looking as I said, at the All-22 tape. And that was just a bad situation for Dak Prescott and the entire offense. So I kind of was on Dak for not getting the ball, rid of the ball sooner. But CeeDee Lamb is running a short route uh, from out of the slot. And he kind of trips. He hesitates at the line of scrimmage, and then he trips. So Dak Prescott kind of freezes because the timing of the play is just way off at that moment. And he kind of wants to, you know, take the sidestep in the pocket and find Lamp after he gets up. But Tyler Vadis got gets destroyed. And, well, you know the story. The Eagles score a touchdown in this play. But CeeDee Lamb kind of uh, a, a little bit at, at fault there. As a whole, Panthers, but Pat's defense is pretty good, says TV Matt. And, yeah, but I, I go back to the point for me that I'm more scared about facing capable offenses and I'm not sure that the Panthers really fall into that category, but they are better on offense than the, than the Patriots. I'm not very scared about facing elite defenses, though. I think that the Cowboys can beat that with Dak Prescott and company. But Pat's defense, I agree with Steve Mack a lot. They are good. It's funny because Tyler Vyadis was playing lights out last year before his injury. And I was actually mad. We, had not, we, we, didn't, we didn't have ADC Sports primetime back then, but I was very mad at the Cowboys for not benching Joe Looney over Tyler Vyadich once he got back from injury because I thought that Vyadich had to be the guy at center. 
But so far, the main concern on offense for the Cowboys, definitely. I would say that even more so than Terrence Steele, and he's the backup at tackle. The way Terrence Steele is playing, he's earned my my trust. So, anyways, uh, Kenneth Harris, we have a Panthers fan here in the chat. Our offensive line will do fine, says AR Cowboys. So, anyways, guys, I'm going to leave you for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with the game prediction, with the betting the Cowboys segment. We are 2-1 and one on Cowboys bets for the year. We will see, and, and this spread is not easy. Minus 4.5, not an easy spread for the Cowboys, especially because the Panthers like to, you know, they have a good defense and that they might keep it close. They might be able to keep it close. So we'll see how it works, how, how it uh, works out for, for the Cowboys and of course the Panthers. But tomorrow night we will have betting the Cowboys. We will have our final game prediction as always in blind recap fashion, as we like to do it here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, and some some more final thoughts before the week four game. So I will see you tomorrow night. Please make sure you like the video, make sure you share the show. Sorry for that uh, little bit of uh, connectivity hiccup that we had midway through the show, but I appreciate you sticking with me and just staying around until the internet came back on via the personal hotspot. So thank you all. Hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time, you know, close to the beginning of the second quarter. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Check this article out from Shane Carter. Last year, weaknesses are now strengths for the Dallas Cowboys. There is also some content on the Mavericks there. One article from me from Tuesday on the Cowboys becoming must-watch TV. I hope you enjoy that. Had a lot of fun writing that one. So, I will see you tomorrow night with more Cowboys news. The first injury report, basically the most important one. Today was the first one, but it was only a walkthrough. So, tomorrow's news will be very important to talk about on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So thank you, and I will see you tomorrow night.